Samurai Spirits 2, colon, Azra Zan Maiden, released December 14th, 1999. My birthday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Dylan. I got you this terrible movie. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> what I've always wanted on my birthday. I'm Dylan Vento. And I'm Nick Nundall. And this is Attract Mode. Nick, it felt like you. I was you unsure about my your, own name. Your name for a second there. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll just give you another. One. And I'm Nick Nundall. Okay, can you give me one more? And I'm Nick Nundall. Okay, how about third one? Third take. Okay. I'm Nick Nundall. Are you Great. looking for something else? Do you want me to? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just, just you know, just make it natural. And I used to sneak attack on you deliberately. and uh you know what before we start on this on this fantastic film uh let's talk about this uh this other topic that sprung up you know you're doing different takes of your intro Uh uh-huh just like a voice actor would and in Mm. that vein we Mm. recently learned Mm -hmm. the voice cast of the upcoming super mario movie nick yeah it's me johnny karate (laughs) <laughs> here, to, here to fight bowser yeah mm-hmm. there's no way i could possibly do a chris pratt impression i don't even know what that would be like so i'm not going to try anything in that vein but yeah chris pratt is going to uh be a topic of conversation on this podcast in the future i guess when that movie comes out <laughs> can the internet just bully the studio and knock this out can it just not happen I don't want it to happen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they succeeded in doing that with the right. Sonic redesigns. So yeah, we've used this great immense power for good once before. Can we please, can we please push for some other changes? I I don't even know like how I should feel about Chris Pratt. It seems like he's he's a douchebag for supporting this, you know, like very anti LGBT church. But yeah. like a lot of other celebrities are involved with that church as well. So like, should there be a list? And it's like, these are all douchebags. Um, but he also, aside from his politics and how you feel about them, just feels so wrong for Mario, like on a primal level. Yeah. Like immediately I'm repulsed by the idea of him being Mario, even if I didn't hate his political, you know, human rights <laughs> stances. Uh, even if I didn't hate that, I would still be like, ugh. <laughs> don't don't do it i agree um i'm trying to find just a fucking just bulleted list for the rest of this cast and the internet doesn't want to give that to me because every fucking for media Mario? outlet or for that, yeah yeah oh, for the well, movie we, we can run it down we got keegan michael key playing the toad up and that's like that's probably the best casting in the the set right like the lineup you think so I think he can do a high pitch like wow, you know, toad, okay. and have a lot of fun with it. And but what I worry about is his humor is often so pop culture based. Mm. Are they going to try to like play like you know like everything since Aladdin in Disney has been like oh let's throw in some extra pop culture references. Like I right. just want a Mario universe with you know humor that's relevant to Mario, and I, I don't know what they'll bring in with him uh, doing that. I mean, he didn't do that in like when Key and Peele were in Fargo. It's not like they made yeah. them all referential, so they can obviously yeah, he's, operate he's outside of that. And he, in particular, is like in a lot of like dramas and other comedy stuff that you know it doesn't always do referential stuff. Like, I mean, he he can do like very serious characters. He's got a huge range, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. He does his wacky improv and he does his serious stuff and everything in between. So yeah um yeah uh, so i'm not not so worried i think he's probably the best choice for someone who can play a cartoon character <laughs> sure. just fine um i feel like jack black as yeah. bowser is pretty solid is an interesting choice i don't know yeah. if like you know because 
Bowser's always like, like very like deep, yeah, yeah, voice. So like, have me like, oh, what's up? Like you know, a Jack Black kind of zany, <laughs> classic, classic yeah. Jack Black catchphrase. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> he was in that commercial. Everyone forgot. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let's just run down the entire cast. All right. So like you said, Chris Pratt is Mario. Jack mm-hmm. Black is Bowser. Keegan, yeah. Ke- oh, Keegan okay, Michael Key is Toad. I'm just knocking out the ones we've already said. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and then going back to the top of the list, Anya Taylor Joy mm-hmm. as Princess Peach, who is the woman from uh, Queen's Gambit. Uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. Yeah, uh, that one I have so much trouble with. I like Charlie Day in Always Sunny. Like uh-huh. fantastic. Charlie is hilarious. That show is hilarious. They're awful people, and it's wonderful. Uh, I have not really liked Charlie Day in anything Mm-mm. else ever, no. No. and I hate that that's the case because I like him so much in Sunny that I want him to be successful. You know what I mean? Like I don't hate Charlie Day. I just don't enjoy him. <laughs> I think his particular voice is just typecast. It's like fit for yeah. the role he has in always sunny and like yeah. yeah like him in pacific rim doesn't really work for me i mean i don't like pacific rim in general but him right in that role doesn't work he's in that movie hotel artemis which is not a good movie but it's also he plays like a like kind of very um egotistical kind of misogynistic gun runner yeah it's a different character for him but it's yeah still, and i don't yeah. think that works uh so yeah we'll see i feel like i don't know i could see I could certainly see Charlie Day as Luigi more so than I could see Chris Pratt as Mario. Yes. Yeah, it's not a revulsive casting. It's a, huh, all right, we'll see how that plays. You know, whereas Chris Pratt, I immediately was just like, throw my hands up in the air. <laughs> what are they doing? Um, and, and the fucking Nintendo Direct, when they announce it, they're like, Chris Pratt, he's so cool. <laughs> it's just like, ah. Someone pointed out they had like all their headshots and they announced the cast. Yeah. And, and Chris Pratt was the only one that was in black and white as if to imply that he died <laughs> during recording. Fantastic. Uh, we have Seth Rogen. Yes. As Donkey Kong. So I've seen, I, I'm sure you have seen a myriad of these as well. I know you've sent some even in the chat, but people who have taken other recordings of these people's voices and just put them with Nintendo characters and actually uh, from the old Donkey Kong 3D cartoon that was really terrible, Seth Rogen's voice just kind of like fits it perfectly for all the cuts I've seen. Well, that's with, great. You know, people, it just, it's like so weirdly like actually this is right <laughs> this is fine i just need uh, to see i need to hear seth rogan go a uh, banana slammer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah something like that I, yeah we got fred armison as cranky kong uh kevin michael richardson as kamek the magikoopa uh sebastian Maniscalco as Foreman Spike, a character that has not been seen since the NES game Wrecking Crew, is for some reason in this movie. It has Spike not been seen. Yes, yeah, Spike's been seen. So they're just you're just saying specifically the Foreman. Part. Yeah, Foreman Spike. No, no, yeah. no. Spike like the enemy. Yeah, he's in all uh, the kinds of. Yeah, that's games. not the same character. Foreman Spike is just a human oh yeah yeah he's just like he was like the prototype for wario as i come to understand it he was like what? wario before wario existed yeah how why on earth would they not learn their lesson from like oh yeah wario worked better than foreman spike and not just go with wario in this probably because it's a post-credits teaser for the sequel is oh, you're shit. gonna hear just like a Wow. You're going to hear Michael Sarah be like, oh, I'm Wario. <laughs> no, Michael Sarah would obviously be Diddy Kong. Let's let's uh-huh. not get this messed up. Okay. Um, yeah, most of the cast is confusing to me in a way that is like, well, maybe, maybe it could work. And then there's Chris Pratt. And then that, like, all the others I can get with, you know, I could just be fine with it. Um, I mean, I'm willing to give Chris Pratt the benefit of the doubt within the context of being a voice actor in this movie. Like, I, yeah. I just have to hear it. Like, if 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 they play that first trailer and it's just him playing like Emmett from Lego Movie, right? Then I'm just like, that's that's not Mario. And I and and, and I don't even know what Mario is, honestly. Like, yeah, what is Mario? Because all we ever get is wahoo, 
yeah. It's yeah. a me. It's a me, Mario. Yeah. yeah. So, That's like, pretty good. Yeah, I should be in it, actually. Yeah, you should <laughs> be Mario. someone could go ahead and hook me up <laughs> with uh, Miyamoto's number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I didn't know you were going to bring that one up. Um, but I certainly had feelings on it. I, you know, we, we have to watch it ultimately. Like, that was this this weird thing. I was watching the direct with a bunch of friends live. And, like, as soon as Chris Pratt came up and I was like, I was, I'm out. I, I don't want to watch this. I don't care. And then you messaged me like five minutes later and you were like nick did you hear and i was like had this crashing realization like oh fuck i have to do this no matter what no uh-huh. matter how bad it is i have to do this okay but but let's be honest i would watch it you would watch it you would yeah. eventually have watched it just Every, the more of the curiosity everything we watch on this podcast i would be fine with watching in the right like you know like if it was just available to me and i was just hanging out i would put it on for noise or whatever and certainly that one if it's like on hbo max or on netflix or something you know if if the mario movie was just available i'd be like yeah i'll watch this even if it's terrible um it's the idea of having to watch it Mm -hmm. that makes it so much harder where it's just like fucking goddamn (laughs) i'm I'm bound by this dark pact i've made (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i wanted to be on a podcast and not have to edit it and this is the pain i have to suffer for that desire <laughs> you've, you've so, really done it now yeah <laughs> let's keep this dark pack a rolling nick what'd you think about our most recent watch my i <laughs> my thoughts are so minimal i can't believe that this movie is only an hour long because I, I swear to God, it felt like three hours watching uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. and, and like I I could say that as an exaggeration for a lot of the movies we watch. I mean, really, really, time just lost on this movie. I kept having to go back and like try to rewatch scenes to get some context out of them. And and I don't know, man. I just I feel like the whole movie could have been one fight edited down to like five minutes. And like one twist in the middle way, midway through the fight. And then you could have been like, bam, that's it. Now you're set up for the game. Cause ultimately all this is, is a prequel to set up a video game. Um, but it doesn't feel enjoyable at any point during the entire time it's playing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why it didn't get a, a English release. Cause we did watch, mm-hmm. um, a very legal, legally acquired version uh on we signed legislature to get this thing <laughs> watchable <laughs> uh-huh yeah uh we have we prevented the government shutdown <laughs> the it was so it was a a subtitled version um that we watched um and what makes that cuz you say you like you can't check out while watching these movies but like there is like a momentary respite you can get if a movie is English dubbed, because you can be like, okay, I'm going to look away at something else to like recharge my brain yes. for a sec, but I'm yeah. still hearing what's happening because I can hear the dialogue or whatever. And this, it's like you have to be locked in for the entire like 55 minutes of runtime to make sure you're absorbing anything. It's like, make sure I don't miss anything important. I got to read these subtitles. I got to read these subtitles. Um, and it doesn't help that these subtitles, I, I, <laughs> I don't blame anyone for like you know i don't, I don't want to like hammer in like too many jokes about the weird language in the subtitles like i don't know that feels shitty but like yeah. it it is poorly translated so mm-hmm. half of the things are just such weird ways of presenting a sentiment and the other half don't make any sense at all <laughs> like and that's the whole movie yeah a lot of a lot of really uh like like you said it meets the requirements of the english language but it's just like that's not the turn of phrase that you would use to make that statement. Um, but there are some pretty, pretty enjoyable ones. You're pretty funny. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You're pretty funny. <laughs> you son of a bitch that he says like very straight. Like there's yeah, no like so flatly. Yeah. Um, the, uh, that's in the, the opening fight scene. So let's go ahead and, and get into it. Uh, All right. This movie starts very brutally with just like a gout of blood shooting up into the air and it's like oh okay i guess this is this is the the tone we're going for it's kind of like the goriest it gets like yeah right in the beginning is it yeah yeah there's stabs and cuts or whatever but it's never just in your face like that and it's not white so we know 
<laughs> it's not android blood <laughs> it's not it's not white remember that one we watched where the blood was white what was it was that the first samurai showdown yeah it was or tekken yes. okay yes. yeah it was like everything was like bloomed out and like glowy blood somehow yeah no it was samurai showdown right they couldn't show they couldn't show the red blood only the white mm-hmm. blood um so we see this gout of blood and then camera cuts to just a bunch of dead dudes surrounding this one guy um and this guy is i thought it was hal maru at first and i was like no this guy is red hair um but it's a dude with that's jacked like this guy's got side abs this guy is <laughs> His just side abs have side abs <laughs> he's bristling with with muscles um and like a long red ponytail and this is genjiro uh, and Genjiro has m- apparently murdered a bunch of dudes, and then he takes his his wine skin out and he goes look 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 ah, and then goes. There's nothing better than good wine after killing people. I think, and I, I could have written this wrong, but I think he says a good wine. <laughs> which, if you were like to just put a little H in there, <laughs> you know, a little Star Wars reference, maybe. But no, yeah, it's it's so weird. Like, who would say? Who would, who's he talking to? <laughs> who's he, he's killed everyone. <laughs> the audience. And he's like, my wine is so good after I've just murdered a bunch of people. And uh, yeah, it, that's like the first line where you're like, oh, well, it's the first line of the movie, I think. But it's also like the first line where you're like, okay, we're in for a ride <laughs> on the on the dialogue in this. Yes. Um, and then a shadowy figure appears behind him kind of like on a on a like a like a perch like a, a landing above him mm-hmm. and, he, and he notices him and he goes since you're here at this late time you're not normal right yeah exactly which first of all if you could look at the guy he looks like like edward scissorhands yeah, that's like, what i wrote that same thing now <laughs> yeah but like super hot topic fashioned up in the middle of the yeah. forest you know this goth fucking samurai or whatever he's supposed to be uh he is he's not normal and you don't need to know that it's because he's out here this late at night yeah Um, there are a lot of many other identifiers to let you know that he's not normal um so they fight for some reason this is astra the the main antagonist of the of the of the of the movie uh and they fight he fights genjiro for for some reason they don't really go and like yeah it's just like oh i want to have a good fight let's fight and, and there's really no like that's i feel like that's most of the movie with this astra character i don't know what astra wants in this film other than just to like have fights with all these different characters um it is it is a confusing time yeah <laughs> i don't know and it, and it only gets more confusing when they start introducing new characters mm-hmm. so they're fighting they both use samurai swords at the beginning and then astra like just conjures a giant battle axe like this purpley mm-hmm. huge battle axe um got like shadow magic yeah yeah and and seemingly kills genjiro um we don't we don't see it happen well there's like the 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 kind of traditional like samurai film of like strike genjiro standing there and kind of monologuing um and then would like collapse or something but we don't really see you know yeah, he never actually collapses yeah. I, I assume they keep him alive specifically to set up like you know he's a playable character in the game i would imagine i don't know that because i've never played this game <laughs> uh samurai showdown 64 or whatever um but i i would have to imagine like everyone in here is probably playable yeah um we then get credits get the opening credits get a bunch of just kind of scenes of a bunch of different characters in the movie doing stuff not related to what they'll be doing in the film uh we then get a cut to uh, yeah hey hang on (laughs) (laughs) you're absolutely right none of these opening credits show up anywhere in the movie yeah were they trying to imagine a series out of this were they hopeful this would be a pilot that launched something no because it's i think it's an ova and like it's a two-part ova because we see the credits again in the middle and i think it's just kind of like mood dressing but it's not the mood of the film (laughs) like it feels out of place i i hadn't even thought about that but yeah none of the scenes in this opening are featured later 
Yeah, but none of the scenes in the opening of the Pokemon TV show happened. In the, well, not none of them, but like there, that's a even, common thing. Even if it was none of them, at least they feel like they're all in the spirit of the show and are things that could happen over the course of the show. Whereas this feels like none of these things could happen over the course of this two-part OVA because it's all a very specific, like pretty tight timeline of events in one very specific forest. <laughs> like... It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a grand sprawling world that they're setting up, but the the intro definitely wants you to think it is. I disagree, but okay. The reason I disagree is that there are spoilers involved. So okay, um, all right, we, all right, we can right. get to it then. So we get a cut to uh, our protagonist. I not actually the protagonist of this, like the protagonist of the previous one, but just like yeah. he's just kind of a piece of shit in this one. Uh, Halmaru <laughs> is sleeping inside of a home we don't know whose home uh he then gets <laughs> his face gets stepped on mm-hmm. to wake him up by uh Rimururu, who is the sister of nakaruru yes uh nakaruru we saw in the previous one she doesn't really have a, a big role to play in in the previous samurai showdown movie we saw um but she's like the youngest of the the fighters and this is her sister of i guess who's even younger around the same age not really clarified yeah right they they visually they look pretty much the same age but i think she's supposed to be younger but uh she steps on hammer's face to wake him up then they get into this argument uh hammer's like why why the fuck you step on my face and she's like you, you wake up like you're not do- you're not contributing at all like you showed up at our house and you're just kind of staying here for who knows how long and we the least you could do is like get up and like help around the house and then it gets like real creepy where it almost seems like Hamaru is going to murder this girl like he starts chasing yeah. her around the house and like and creepily i can't tell laughing. i can't tell if it is supposed to feel playful and just doesn't come off that way at all or if he's supposed to actually be a creep <laughs> but but yeah he's like threatening her he's like oh you want to see my training i'll show my training to you by murdering you yeah <laughs> it's very strange uh and then she like is able to incapacitate him by like shoving a broom handle down his throat for a second which like stops him mid track yeah. and then they do their fucking yakety sax thing again he chases him and then rimuru <laughs> uh, just somehow summons fucking like an ice crystal thing is this explained or returned to at any point in this thing she definitely does it again one more time but it is never addressed how she does it why she has she's just got ice magics okay but she summons like an ice sprite like it's like yeah it's like a perfectly symmetrical like ice geode but Mm -hmm. it's like obviously sentient yeah uh, yeah, because he like talks to it. It like chases him around and after yeah, it like... and it has a name, so Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I missed that part, I guess. Yeah, Gonru is apparently what it's called. I mean, I imagine she's a playable character who uses ice magic, and that's apparently that's why that's a thing in here, because that's what this whole thing wants you to do is know these characters. Yeah. It doesn't want to teach you these characters in any way. It just wants you to go in and and uh watch them fight, I guess. Yeah. What is a more enjoyable movie to watch than one in that solely exists as promotional material <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why the the boat mortal Kombat is your favorite movie <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i like i like how you call it that one and that i immediately knew which one you were talking of about course, of course yeah <laughs> uh so the the ice thing chases Hamaru out of the house and like explodes on him like shoots a giant thing of ice like out in the forest right outside the house and meanwhile Rumaru is like shouting after him and she's like boo boo I say boo at you and he's just kind of lying down in the forest being like would you say boo to a dying man <laughs> yeah he's so dramatic and wimpy and I think that part of his character is meant to be there like he's supposed to be kind of lazy even yeah. though he's like this super jacked badass warrior, um, he he likes to laze around and like order people around and and uh, act as though he's so put upon. But also, he kind of fights nearly to the death all the time, and then will like he'll be beaten nearly to death, and he'll just say like, "Oh, it's no big deal." Yeah. <laughs> so he like he plays everything the opposite, I guess. Yeah, um, a man of extremes. Yeah, that's Hammer. the joke. 
<laughs> so we then get a cut to Mama Haha, who is the hawk from the previous movie, uh, Nakaruru's hawk. It flies down. Nakaru is like in this field and is just kind of like exploring a bit. And there's like this like very triumphant music that's like swelling as she's just kind of like running around and exploring this field. And then she steps on a branch and it like crumbles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just like powderizes and she falls and the music like cuts very suddenly and she like falls (laughs) to the ground. And I guess this is all just for setting up a mood. I don't know what mood that is, but it exists. I think that's the biggest problem I have with this movie is that they will do these things that feel like they're set up for a mood, and then they'll just immediately shift the mood. There isn't a payoff to that mood set up. It's just like, here's the scene with this girl. Oh, she found a body. And it's not a dead body, I guess, but that's what I thought <laughs> at first. Um, but yeah, like they'll just like cut to a different concept and and, like i don't know and then the next scene will be two different characters who have nothing to do with this scene like everything jumps around so much it's a constant whiplash but yeah so she falls down and then eventually sees in i I don't know if it's supposed to be like it's just a big puddle or a pond or something yeah but the the floating figure of uh shiki is that the name yes okay who is someone from the previous movie? I don't remember. She's not in the previous movie. Uh, okay, okay. There, there is definitely because the previous movie I think is just Samurai Showdown one, right? And like I think there's been at least like two or three Samurai Showdowns Games. between. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the movie we saw and this one, that's a setup for <laughs> the N sixty four game. I don't know if it is for an N sixty four game. I was looking into it. I think it's called sixty four, but it's like a Neo Geo thing. Oh, what like, the fuck? Yeah. And uh but yeah, I don't think it's an N64 game actually, but okay. th- this doesn't matter ultimately in like I-, I think it came out on a couple different platforms, but I don't think N64 is one of them. Well, that makes sense cuz I guess SNK still was trying their own mm-hmm. console stuff by that point. Yeah, so Shiki is this character that shows up, she collapses, uh Nakaruru goes and t- to help her and take her back to the house. Um, we then get a cut to Halmaru training in a stream and he is murdering like, fish. <laughs> he just, he, obli- he like summons this gust of wind, which is, you know, been, been shown before. Like we know this is a, a, an ability of his, but he like summons this gust of wind that just like cuts a swath down this very tiny stream and just obliterates all of the water, throwing the fish out, killing them. And it's like, you know, He's just out here wreaking havoc on the environment. But the fish do lead to the best character in the entire movie. Yeah. When Poppy. <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> the puppy, uh, I guess, Happy. I, I, So I thought that puppy's name was Poppy. <laughs> like, I thought it started with a P and was a completely different name. But they have in the subtitles for this H-A-P-I. Hoppy, Happy something along those lines and he is on the shoreline just chewing on all these fish that hamaru has smacked out of the water yeah um, hamaru's pissed because he's like hey that's my food because yeah. my because the place that i'm crashing at for free won't give me free food yeah. <laughs> yeah uh well so i think looking it up poppy puppy puppy is either called puppy or poppy and 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 he is called puppy later in the movie yes. in a subtitle and i didn't know if that was like you know like hey get get the puppy or something like like they use it like it's a name but yes i, I didn't know if they were just using it's <laughs> it's kind of species like a name i feel like it's it's kind of the reverse where like puppy is its actual name and hoppy is like some weird nickname or something that we don't know about or huh. hoppy is just a term in japanese that wasn't that can't be localized or something mm. uh so I'm not sure, but the, but the the dog's name is Puppy, Puppy or Poppy, pa- Poppy, <laughs> which it is the deepest disappointment of this film. Yeah. Is it Gelford? Gelford, yes, Gelford. He doesn't have that voice from the previous movie <laughs> where he sounds like he's like his mouth opens maybe half an inch wide yeah. for all things he can say. But he's uh, like constantly eating marshmallows and then talking yeah. at the same. Time. Oh, a chubby bunny. 
Um, <laughs> Trouble yeah, Bunny. He is he's not that, unfortunately. He is just a normal, <laughs> you know, like well spoken person, I guess. And that takes away all of the interest I have in this character. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had so much beforehand. Right, right, right. Yeah, so Galford and Puppy are here. They show up to talk to Hamaru. Let's lay out let's lay out the stakes of the film like Galford does right here and now. You do it. Okay. <laughs> I know we both remember it just as well, but yes, Clearly, I'll take yeah. on the burden. Yeah. Um so here's what's going on. Shiki is apparently possessed by Yuga. We don't know what Yuga is, if Yuga's a demon or the devil himself, just possessed by something, someone called Yuga. Uh, Haomaru once confronted Shiki and had the opportunity to kill her, but didn't. And Galford thinks the reason he didn't kill Shiki when he could have was because of, I think, some sort of unrequited love or feelings for her is the impression I got within that scene. Um, Which he says by saying, so if nobody can't kill Shiki, I'll take care of it, even if I earn grudge because of that. (laughs) The currency, grudge. Yes, even if I earn some grudge, that'll be okay if nobody can't kill Shiki, but I can. (laughs) Yeah, this is Galford saying that, right? (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. It's just like, so I I couldn't really parse (laughs) this. I'm glad you did. But okay, so Shiki's possessed. I mean, that makes sense. That lines up, you know, with everything that you just eventually see later. So that's fine. But we don't ever figure out anything about Yuga. No. Okay. So I, I think that's from a previous game. If I were okay. to yeah. sleuth Take a this wild out. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was trying to figure out what, like, my assumption is that the villain is somehow working for Yuga. And I don't know how or why and how yeah. that, like, derives That is the story also unclear. Anyway yeah um okay so galford is also mad that hamaru seemingly has roped nakaruru into this whole problem with not killing shiki um because it puts nakaruru in danger and then galford tells hamaru about genjuro dying and hamaru is super excited about this because he thinks oh awesome a worthy opponent for me to fight won't Mm -hmm. that be cool and yeah, that's pretty much how that all is laid out. We then go back to the house. I wrote shack instead of house here. I mean, it's not much of a house. Yeah, but it's the it's theirs. It's their humble home. Let's not shit on it. <laughs> well, I mean, and they can't because it doesn't seem to have any like indoor plumbing. Internal plumbing. So. No, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Nakaruru has returned. Is trying to warm Shiki up because she passed out in that pond um we get a flashback of how maru seemingly actually trying to kill shiki Mm -hmm. but nakaru had intervened and convinced him not to do it because she's like it's still shiki shiki's still in there etc 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 edward scissorhands shows up again at the (laughs) house uh he wants so yeah so this is what's unclear asra edward scissorhands seemingly wants to get a hold of Shiki. They never really clarify why. They're, like, I mean, there's so many reasons, because, I mean, you've seen this in media before, so it's like, oh, maybe he has to kill Shiki to get the spirit of Yuga out or something, or, like, needs to sacrifice her, or maybe, like, turn Shiki fully into a vessel of Yuga. Like, there's so many things that you could think up of that would make sense, but they just never say it. So it's just right. like Astro wants Shiki. We don't know why. You you are you are you are giving me a look of just like tacit acknowledgement, but also like slowly dying. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is the struggle I had during watching this. I I will say, hearing you tell it out, like it is helping me go like, oh, okay, all right, um, this makes more sense. But I'm also validated by the fact that I didn't miss things <laughs> they just weren't there you know yes yes like, okay cool cool i feel better about myself now <laughs> like, they, they did not exist within it just the confines was completely of the absent yeah so that's cool <laughs> <laughs> that's good storytelling yeah 
you know when you, you want to make the audience to work for their meal right their their narrative meal <laughs> right um so astra shows up he summons his ghostly sword not his mm-hmm. axe just a sword and then he also does this thing where he can like summon lances out of the ground they look like like jousting lances yeah why not sure i guess <laughs> you um, can make anything he uh then so he's in a fight with nakaru because nakaru is the only one there and she doesn't want him to get a hold of shiki uh he you know she's kind of holding her ground she's she kind of doesn't want to fight like it's kind of established throughout the course of the movie that she's like reticent to fight and even to kill someone um yeah, but it's she's a got a maiden's duty or something. She, like she's that a maiden. To fight. Whatever that means within the yeah. context of this. Yeah. Um. He then so so she's holding her ground. He then summons his fucked up battle axe, which in this scene, like it has a giant fucking eye on it, and it blinks. Yeah, I I just assume he's using some kind of evil shadow magic that can make just about anything he needs it to. Yeah, like he can shape whatever he wants out of this stuff yes um it's some demon possessed shit yeah some of that shit shit demon shit uh but he he uses his fucked up looking battle axe and his shadow magic to summon a bunch of chains uh to constrict nakaruru constrict very tightly in a very creepy voyeuristic way yes yeah so great great to be hitting these marks uh <laughs> yeah ova it's a fighting game movie we have to objectify women yep that's that's an important thing for fighting <laughs> <laughs> and uh she seemingly is going to die at the hands of astra and that's when hamaru intervenes coming back from his fishing trip <laughs> which is yeah he he like hits him with the whirlwind or whatever yeah and just you know big blast but the I guess the guy, uh, does he avoid it or does he just deflect it or something? It doesn't it just really him hurt him. Yeah, it doesn't really affect him. Yeah. And that's when he says that line that I mentioned earlier. I used a sneak attack on you deliberately. <laughs> 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 I did that on purpose. I didn't accidentally sneak attack you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hamaru, Hamaru, a big fan of, of uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Okay. <laughs> Go, going in the woods, living deliberately, sneak attacking mm-hmm. someone deliberately. So during this this confrontation, uh, Shiki runs away. She she leaves the house, runs out into the woods. Uh, she faints. She's like getting all these visions. I guess these are scenes that happened before the movie yeah, took place. In other yeah, more interesting movies. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> like her don't exist. Her in some sort of like ritualistic like ceremony and like being levitated off the ground and a bunch and there's of all kinds of like evil demonic images in it and stuff too like giant eyeball in space or something yeah 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 um and while she's having having these visions uh galford just kind of walks up to her prone on the ground and he's like i'm gonna kill her <laughs> i'm gonna do it this, i'm gonna, do I'm it. gonna yeah this is what i should be doing and before he gets a chance to who should intercede but nakaruru because she's the party pooper of this movie and <laughs> she's like no killing on my watch you can't do it can't do Just it making this the third time she has stopped someone from killing this character <laughs> right yeah. um and it's uh yeah so she's just kind of like pleading with galford not to not to kill her and and Galford's just kind of like, no, we got we got to kill her. We got to kill her. Like it's like you know you know she's a half his height, and he doesn't just go like he just push her out of the way. Just like I'm yeah. gonna kill her, and well you know I'm gonna ask for forgiveness instead of permission here, and but that doesn't happen. They just just keep talking back and forth, and then who is this person <laughs> that you're about to talk about? let me tell you because i had a lot of confusion here and on looking it up it's not made any clearer oh good so this character starts talking off screen and nakaruru looks over and looks up a tree in this fucking 
person doing their best Cheshire cat impression mm-hmm. is just sitting on the bow of this tree being like, you know, if you don't kill her, if you don't kill Shiki or let Galford kill Shiki, then you're responsible for all the bad stuff she does. Da 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 da. This character's name is Purple Nakaruru. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, you on board? She well, is. That's accurate. Is, <laughs> that's, she is the evil, more violent alter ego of Nakaruru. So is she physically there? Yes, because okay. Galford acknowledges her presence. <sighs> okay, so her, her spirit split at some point maybe or something maybe or it's literally just a character it's another character just who exists only as a foil (laughs) right her name is purple nakaruru yeah and the only thing purple about her by the way is that they're both wearing these kind of gi like costumes yes and nakaruru's has red trim Mm-hmm. And purple Nakaruru. <laughs> and by the way, Nakaruru has kind of black, purplish sheened hair. Yes, we should long. mention long, but very purple-like almost hair. And then <laughs> purple Nakaruru doesn't have purple hair. Nope, she has brown hair. Yeah, and purple trim on her gi. Right. Uh, it's also like shorter cut. It looks shorter. like it's like yes. short shoulder length. Yeah, brunette. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? So I imagine just a reskin in the game, like same fighting style, same sure. move set. Right. But it's yeah. not like they called Ken Masters fucking yeah. Red Ryu or something, <laughs> right? Oh, they should have. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is what I was saying about the intro credits is that like there is a shot where it's just them looking at each other, almost mirrored one another. And then it does a mm. close up on regular Nakaruru. And then it cuts back and purple Nakaruru has disappeared. And so it's like, yes, the scenes in the opening credits are not scenes within the actual movie, but they are mm-hmm. like thematically. Some of them at the very least are thematic to what's going on. But again, that opening credit implies that she's not real and just a reflection of Nakaruru, like part of her psyche. But Galford straight up acknowledges this other person sitting in a tree. So what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then she doesn't, like, take action. She just is there to egg on. <laughs> yes. She does nothing. Nakaruru. Um, so, yeah. So they have this back and forth. And Galford's like, no, we got to kill her. But he doesn't say kill when they go back to this exchange. He goes, I'll cut her. <laughs> yeah. <And> he specifically <laughs> says, if someone gets in my way, I'll cut them. Yes. And then it's like, you know, music for for the intro yeah. credits and stuff. And it comes back for him to just like be looking down at her, glowering at her in the dark in this forest. And he says, I don't want to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> don't get cut, kid. Yeah. Careful. This sword is sharp. <laughs> so while they spend all this fucking time arguing whether or not to kill this ro- woman, Shiki wakes up. With red eyes, she's mm-hmm. now like fully possessed. Whereas earlier she had one blue eye, one red eye. Right. So I guess now she's like, like she was fighting it then and is now fully possessed. Yes. And is in like evil cackle demon mode. Right. And she whole she grabs Nakaruru, regular Nakaruru, Nakaruru vanilla, um, <laughs> and and holds her hostage and pulls out like her mini. So is there a name for those like like half? Katanas? Yes, there is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't remember. Uh, oh, All man. Right. Well, I will fill time while you... Anyways, she takes out the, 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 the small knife sword that Nakaruru has sheathed and like holds it up to her and it's like, if you don't want her to get cut, <laughs> don't cut me. And then like... Uh, cut you, push, man. I'll cut you so bad. Pushes Nakaruru at Galford and then runs away. And Galford gives chase and it's a wakizashi a wakizashi mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool name that was deep in my mind but i had to use the internet to bring it back up <laughs> okay. fair enough 
And so Galford gives chase to Shiki. They go into like kind of like this more desolate area that's like, you know, seems deforest and whatever. And then Shiki just kind of turns around and just summons like her BDSM posse. <laughs> you remember this? Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole like the whole Hot Topic crew is there. Yes. The whole the cure has arrived. <laughs> um yeah (laughs) so they call them at some point maybe it's not in this moment i can't fully remember but they call them halmaru's clones or something like that yeah what the fuck is that i don't i don't don't know i (laughs) i don't know maybe it's like something like she's so familiar with his fighting style that she's like able to like create projections of of but they don't particularly look like halmaru some of them do. Some of them got like real bulky upper body, and then other ones just look like her. Like they're half, yeah. like half female, half male posse. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if this is like if you're going up the the tower in Mortal Kombat. You know, if you're mm-hmm. doing the equivalent in this game, if you have to fight like a shadow version of yourself, and these are supposed to be those. Sure, sure. A Dark Link. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah maybe I don't, know, I don't know anyways they have that fight and that fight takes place entirely off screen mm-hmm. meanwhile we cut back to the fight between Halmaru and, and Asra and um, Halmaru manages to cut Astra's hand off and he's like haha gotcha good and like Astra's just kind of like laying on the ground he's like you're not going to finish me off he's like nah I'm good yeah why Astros. won't you finish me off <laughs> <laughs> you'd pay for it right um and Astro's like well that was a stupid thing for you to do surprise hand and he is like able to like magically like control his dismembered hand back at Hamaru and it like latches onto Hamaru's arm and then like transforms into a giant spike that like mm. goes straight through Hamaru's forearm and Hammer's like, ah, fuck, that hurts. <laughs> Shit, ah, damn it. Wow, why didn't I finish him off? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would have been way easier beforehand. Um, yeah. Now I just have one hand. Um, and then uh, Astra stands back up and takes the sword out and then stabs Hamaru in the shoulder. And Hammer is like super fucked up now because at some point Astra also summoned like shadow arrows and they like went into one of hammer's like shoulders um what happens after this um i mean it is a classic like anime fight sort of like dive at him and shoot him in the or doesn't know maybe i'm mm. i'm sure i like i can't remember how hammer gets out of this yeah how does he because we cut to the girl who is like at the house, the uh, the other Ruru girl. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember her first part of her name. Um, not Nakaruru, but the other one. Rimuru. Rimuru. Okay. And she has like a giant pot of meat and fish and who knows whatever else yes. in there. A delicious and, looking stew. And she's just like staring at it and her eyes are sparkling and she just like goes to town on it. I feel like there's supposed to be a joke here. Like she's making that for someone else. Because otherwise, why is it here? I mean, that's the implication um, I I got, and like the traditional setup for like this this punchline for the scene would be like she makes the food, she eats the food because she's so hungry, and she mm-hmm. eats most of it, and then Halmer would return and be like, "Oh, you ate all the food. Oh, I'm angry." Right. Instead, he returns and he's yeah. So there, there doesn't. I think he just runs away then because he returns and he's like full of holes <laughs> and bleeding everywhere. And she's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, just a small thing. No big deal. Yeah. And they never talk about the food. <laughs> and then he like, well, I think maybe if I'm giving, I mean, I'm giving this movie like a lot of the benefit of the doubt, but maybe that's the point is the like twist on that traditional scene where it's like she almost is expecting Hammer to come back and be angry about it. But instead he comes back and he's like, I didn't finish him off. And now I have a bunch of extra holes. <laughs> <laughs> okay (laughs) yeah yeah uh i guess i do think you might be giving it more credit but it's so hard to tell because there is both a sort of cultural divide here a a temporal divide for when this was made and then i don't you know the the language uh 
mistranslation situation is is so strange but i don't know what they ever want me to get out of a scene i think and so they want you to buy 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 this video game right and so that's why he didn't kill astra is because clearly astra is in the game and so he can't kill him in this prequel setup he has to like have the encounter with him to build the tension for the game i guess is the is the intent but um yeah (laughs) i i i think you could have cut like so much of this you could have just like think about when you're a kid and you're you're playing one of these games and it starts up with like one of those animated cutscenes of two characters fighting and it like you get all the story you need just from the two characters fighting you don't need any voiceover you don't need any build-up you just go like oh man these guys hate each other and that's why i want to play this fighting game where they get to fight each other because they hate each other and they can only solve it by fighting each other um this wants us to think there's so much more deeper uh, reason for them to fight, but then doesn't deliver any of that. Well, this this movie also falls into like a very classic kind of like lack of forward momentum. Like 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 obviously like stories need to progress forward towards some you know ultimate point, but also like I feel like there's a good metaphor in whether or not a story does that physically within scenes because this movie so often is like we're gonna go to a place and then we're gonna go back to the house then we're gonna go to a place and then we're gonna go back to the house and so even like visually there's no feeling of stagnant yeah right movement towards anything because like you're seeing the same scene like this kind of return to base thing and it's not utilized particularly well um so it does end up feeling very rote and repetitive and difficult to watch because of that, because like so many of the scenes kind of bleed together because they take place in that like single room house. Yeah. Uh, you've nailed it. You've nailed it. Yeah. So Rimaruru leaves bloody <laughs> dying. Uh, <laughs> she Halmaru. just leaves Halmaru to bleed out. Be like, where's my sister? Uh, she's, she's busy. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to go get her. Oh, okay. I'll just lay here. She runs out to where all the fighting is happening and gets approached by what I guess is purple knock knockaruru. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, what is the point of this interaction? There's not really much of one. You get to see her okay. cool wolf. She has a cool one-eyed wolf. You don't remember the wolf? I don't remember the wolf. There's a cool-looking wolf. All right, cool wolf. Yeah woof that's cool woof (laughs) what a time to be alive all right so they they like hug in the woods so i don't know (laughs) if they don't they have like animosity towards one another well like uh rimaruru no yes rimaruru is like grabbed by evil purple nakaruru Uh and is like you know it's maybe like a condescending hug but it's a hug (laughs) <laughs> oh like, yeah okay yes like a hug from behind i remember yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah 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 um and she's like all right well you better be careful out here like a like a dire warning i guess like a you know it's dangerous for a little girl like you who doesn't belong here in this dangerous forest <laughs> unlike me a slightly less <laughs> little girl maybe metaphysical presence uh, hard to tell <laughs> check out my wolf <laughs> wolf wolf <laughs> um okay Hey, we're kind of just doing like check-ins at this point, right? Like yeah, we go yeah, to yeah. we go to Astra, and Astra's like casting magic up on a hill. He and... well, he's in a cave, and he is like oh, regenerated. Okay. He's like reattached his hand to his arm, and then he like casually like shoots a giant lightning ball down like the length of the cave, and it like explodes and does a, da- a bunch of damage, and he doesn't care. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Crawling okay. in my skin. <laughs> yes. If if there was just a cut of this movie that played Limp, uh, not, not said Link Biscuit, Lincoln Park, every time he was on screen, it would feel so much more right. Yeah. Yes. He is the walking yeah. Lincoln Park fan. Give him a fandom. couple more studded belts, studded <laughs> wristbands. Yeah. Um, um, she does find her sister. Rimuru finds Nakaruru. Yes. The real Nakaruru. Will the real Nakaruru please stand up? Um, man, our references are on yeah. point. <laughs> Daisy Fresh. 
we were talking about Keegan Michael Key needing to not be too referential, but if he just sticks to 2000 to 2004, yeah. I think he'll be doing great with us. Hey, whatever, our man. This, this movie came out in 1999. I think we're nailing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, what happens here with these girls talking? Um, basically, Rubaruru runs up to Nakaruru and is like, I'm worried about you. And Nakaruru goes, don't be worried about me. And then she's like, okay. And then leaves. <laughs> that's that's literally what the exchange is. Well, good. Nothing matters. Yeah. I'll be fine. Oh, okay. And then she goes grocery shopping and then comes back to Halmaru and Halmaru's like, so what's going on? You know how like movies in books and comics and everything any kind of storytelling there's usually like a rising action building towards a, an ultimate climax and then you know maybe some post-climactic action uh you know to, to kind of settle things out yeah not not this movie <laughs> we are at the like one third point of the film or no sorry uh the no. two third to three yeah. fourths oh my god fractions uh, we, yeah we're like Numbers three fourths of the way everywhere we're like three fourths of the way through the movie um and it's like, let's go grocery shopping. <laughs> let's do some very casual, not plot building stuff yeah. at this time. Uh, so she brings Halmaru some food, who is now a day later uh, decided that he's dying. <laughs> like <laughs> the fight was no big deal last night, but now it's the end of the world. Um, he's getting bandaged up. Uh, what else? What happens? Where That's do we it. Go from they, here? they just kind of have a, like a back and forth in that scene. Um, we then uh, Shiki returns to the house and uh, runs into Rimuru, who has after she patched up Hamaru, Rimuru is just kind of like hanging out on the road that like leads up to their house <laughs> for some reason. So Shiki shows up and she's this is like probably safe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's not like there's like fucking murderous like warlocks and shit out in the <laughs> yeah. woods. Um and Rimuru is like, oh, hey, it's Shiki. And then Shiki, like, plays a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> 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 just just throws down a piece of paper with some, like, symbols on it. And it creates, a, a like, a fucking pentagram in the ground, like a summoning circle. And a giant demon, like, purple blindfolded demon, like, rises out of it. It's so fucking accurate. What you <laughs> plays a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the Hulk, but purple. Yes, exactly. <laughs> purple Hulk. Yes. Uh, attacks, and then she like tries to throw some ice at it. I guess you know, yeah. a little like, um, but no match. He's big. He's strong. Ice doesn't hurt him. <laughs> then what? And then he like goes up to like double axe handle, like smash her. Mm -hmm. And as he's like raising his fists up, Halmaru just takes his samurai sword and just throws it through his mouth. <laughs> and then he like, he goes, ah, and then like just explodes. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you get a sword through your mouth. You, you hit the gas tank in your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pause and then your spark. monster gets desummoned. So Hamaru starts to fight Shiki. Shiki stabs him a whole bunch, just like a whole bunch of stabbing. And he kind of gets incapacitated because of that. Yeah. Well, he just got so many holes the night before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already a man can hold. only stand so many holes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Asra shows up. He's like up on the on the cliffside looking at them. And he summons his shadow arrows again. They rain down on everyone and hit them all. So they hit. Rimuru, they hit uh, Shiki. I don't think they hit Hamaru. I think he's just kind of out of the way. Um, mm. And they're all kind of incapacitated. And then Mama Haha, the hawk, swoops <laughs> down and prevents Shiki from like delivering a finishing blow. And then Nakaruru shows up and grabs Shiki and leaps with her further down the cliffside. And then that's kind of where we have our final confrontation. Not a lot happens here. I don't know this this entire the, the the arc the emotional arc that I guess you're supposed to be paying attention to is that Nakaru does not want Shiki to be killed because she still believes Shiki can be redeemed yeah yes um whatever is in her controlling her it's not her fault that she has done these evil things and what transpires is Asra jumps down the cliff 
lands, is going to attack uh, Nakaruru and kill her with his sword. And then who would to jump up and protect her but Shiki? And Shiki gets stabbed through the abdomen and she bleeds out onto the ground. And for some reason, her blood creates a portal to hell (laughs) that just drags both of them (laughs) into hell. I guess that's what happens when you're Yuga. I, 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 that's what happens when y- Yuga. Oh, you Yuga, you got served to but hell. Specifically, yeah, dragged to hell, not dead, so they yes. can show up in the game. <laughs> so Excellent. Everyone is still here. Yes, all the pieces are in their place on the chessboard mm-hmm. of selling video games. <laughs> And that's the movie. They then just like sew everything up real quick. Yeah, as these often like do. They like there's like okay, we did it. We had the big fight. There's no time for anything else. Yeah. They they kind of check in at the house. There is the little bit of talk of like I think I think this might be where the I'm a housemaid and I have to go fight. Mm-hmm. Might be. I, I can't remember exactly. She talks where about that it was. a couple times through the course okay. of the, the movie. All right. But the idea that yeah, like now she's she's got to go fight and he's got to go fight and they all got to go be fighters where it's not like there's like a big tournament it's not like there's like the the like evil castle it's like you're not given any context for yeah, where they're, there's no they're evil going christian to fight. to fight in this movie <laughs> yeah yeah what what really gets me is that yeah nakaru kind of comes to terms with like i have to travel more i have to learn more and hamaru's like you know there might be some bloodshed along the way and she's like i'll try to avoid it if i can but if not you know, I'll cut them. Um, <laughs> I don't want to cut them, but, but, I'll, I, but cut I'll cut them if I have to. Yeah. Uh, and then she walks across like this rope bridge leading away from their house and purple Nakaruru is there and she like walks up to them and like gives her like this respectful, like terse interaction. And then they walk in opposite directions. Purple Nakaruru walking towards the house seemingly setting up some weird like parent trap-esque scenario where they have traded places <laughs> like why are you going that way yeah i i i, I don't know yeah. who knows <laughs> who knows who, who could know does snk even know Mm-mm. did anyone there know at the time or did they, just they don't know have a shot of them walking different directions it would be um, awkward if they had to both go back. It's like, right. well, I got. Well, I'll see you. Oh, I'm I'm this way. <laughs> oh, you're walking this way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's just yeah. walk this way for a little bit. All right. Now I'll see you. Yeah. Oh, the evil Christian castle. <laughs> That's where you're headed. <laughs> oh shit! Shit! You want to like share a cab? <laughs> yeah. Or cart, whatever they have for transportation. So, yeah. Man. You, you helped me get a lot more out of this movie than <laughs> than I did while watching it because I was like glazed over for so much of it. It is not an entertaining film. <laughs> no, it's it's, like, it's a hard watch. Yeah. I'm glad we watched it so we could put up these signposts warning other people not to watch it. What's weird is, so I, I usually don't look up reviews for any of the movies we watch for this because I don't want to be like tainted by them, right? Mm-hmm. But for this one, I was like, man, I need something. I need something to talk about. And I always do go looking for trivia and there's, there's none. This movie has zero trivia. <laughs> it, is, it is not listed anywhere. Um, but the only reviews are like people in comments on like anime forums and stuff. And weirdly out of yeah, there's very small handful of reviews that exist at all. Like we're talking three and four, you know, comments here and there. Um, but like people are positive about it. They're like, Oh, this is such a good, faithful adaptation of the video game. <laughs> it's like, sure, I guess. Yeah, okay, yeah, a game where there is no. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to say fighting games don't have story; they obviously do. But like, the story is often just like you wronged me. I'm gonna fight you. We fight. You know, you're in my way. I'm gonna fight you. We fight. Um, I have psycho so, power. Like, <laughs> I have psycho power. Um, it seems like I having the least story possible they were able to stay faithful in that regard. And that made fans of Samurai Showdown happy. Good for them, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know if that's indictment on fighting game (laughs) fans or anime fans or both or us (laughs) or us. Yeah, Maybe we, we don't get it. We're the ones who are wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. Often I feel that way. So it wouldn't be too surprising. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick, are you ready to be wrong again? Oh, man. Every day of my life. <laughs> okay. Well, let's find out the next movie that will wrong us. Uh, all right. This time, for real. For this time, th- I promise. For real this time? For real? This though? time. For real. For, for real, though? For real, for real. Uh, we're actually going to watch this new Pokemon movie. For real this what? time. What? I know I said a couple episodes ago we were going to watch it, but Netflix, old Reed Hastings, pulled the wool over my eyes, and I thought it was going to come out in September. It's not coming out in September. It's coming out in October. So look forward to our next movie, Pokemon the Movie, colon, Secrets of the Jungle. I don't want them to delay it one more time just to make you eat those words. No! (laughs) All right. No! Well... Pokemon, I choose you next time. I'll poke your mon. Poke, whoa. HR. HR.